1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning in verse 31. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, say oh no. Okay, I got a no no. Give you a moment to get there. Verse 31 reads as follows. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them or told them to Saul, and he sent for him. This is when David's coming up and he hears Goliath's challenge. And he speaks up and David says, I'll fight him. So officials and officers hear this and they go and they present it to Saul and Saul sins for David. Verse 32, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail him or fail because of him. Thy servant will go. Turn to your neighbor and say, go. Okay, say a little louder like you're in VBS and it's 20 years ago. Go. That was like some serious attitude, Marie. He said, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go. Turn to your neighbor and say, go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go. Turn to your neighbor and say, Go. And the Lord be with thee. Let us pray tonight. God, we come before you. We thank you for your spirit in this house. Father, we ask that your spirit would be manifested tonight in a great and mighty way. And your word would go forth with anointing and power and challenge hearts and lives tonight. And Lord, let us know that we have been impacted by your word. And we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church says, Amen. So as you've noticed, I had you say go three times. Three times in this portion of Scripture is the word, the two-letter word go. And I want to talk to you quickly tonight, try to do it quickly, on give your go. Give your go. I will explain this to you. This has a lot to do with what Pastor preached on this Sunday, the Lord he gave me this message. It's just crazy how the Lord does things. He gave me this message over a month ago. And I thought it was fitting to be preached tonight. And the Lord really birthed some things in my heart. 
But we're going to get to the main text tonight, but I want to gravitate a little bit before this story. And I'm going to preach to young adults and teenagers, and, and this would apply even to children if they were in here tonight, and they're in, in children's church, and I thank God for that and, and what God's going to do in that. But I'm also going to preach to parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, church leaders tonight. But I'm going to start off by ministering to the young people. Young people, I want you to notice something about David is that David was a man that was anointed in in the chapter previous to this. David was to be the next king. But I want you to realize this, that David was anointed by Samuel. But Samuel never told him what that anointing was for. David was anointed and he, and his mind was like, wow. Just imagine this with me. Wow, that was, that was a, imagine being in a good church service. That was a good church service. I feel like God did something in my life. And the Bible tells us that the Spirit began to move upon David from that time forward. And then we read on in 1 Samuel 16 and we find that, that Saul is being vexed by an evil spirit because the Lord has departed from Saul and lifted his anointing from off of him. And we find that people go to Saul and they're saying, listen, there's this young man here. He's, he's from Bethlehem. He, his name is David, and he's a worshiper, and, and he's a warrior. He's someone that, that we, 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 we've heard that he sings beautiful songs and plays beautiful music, and we believe that he can help you. And we find in 1 Samuel 16 that, that David comes to the palace, and he begins to play his music. And, and because he, the anointing of God rests upon his life, and, and, and his love for God is just so great that it literally drives evil spirits away from Saul. He was anointed and he was gifted and he was already, I I, I just want to draw this parallel for you real quick. It's just, he was already operating in ministry. He was doing things in the church, if you will. He was actively involved with God, what God was doing in the day and hour that he was living in. He was, he, was, he was being a servant to the king. The Bible even tells us that Saul made him his armor bearer. Made him his armor bearer. But the Lord has really began to speak to me in, about certain things for the young people and the elders alike. But young people, what I want you to realize is David was a shepherd and he was a worshiper. But he was about to step into another area of ministry that he had never known before. And he was about to come to a place of battle like he had never known before. He knew the lion, he knew the bear, but but he didn't realize that God had put an anointing on his life for such a time as this and that God was going to present him a with a divine destiny decision that he was going to be thrust into a place where he was going to hear a giant defy the armies of the living God and defy the living God which which backed up these armies and and he he had to be he was in this moment and he had to be ready God was putting him into a position where he had to respond was he going to do something or was he going to do nothing 
And the Lord really began to speak with me in and, and, and prayer over a month ago. And he said, listen, uh, I want you to realize that your young, your young adults, uh, your teenagers, uh, and your children, uh, they're, they're doing things in the church. You see them up here leading worship. You see them do dramas. Uh, you see them at the altars. Uh, you see young adults and children uh, coming together and doing things throughout the church. And, and it's great to see that. Uh, but I want you to know what the Lord has laid on my heart uh, is that these young adults and these teenagers uh, in the, this, this coming year, God said, I'm going to present to them uh, divine destiny decisions. Uh, they're going to have to make a choice uh, to step into new areas of ministry uh, that they've never stepped into before uh, because there are giants in the land uh, and that they are ordained for them. Uh, they are ordained for them to take them down uh, because they know the giants uh, maybe in a better manner than, than the elders do uh, because I will tell you I've been out of school 10 years uh, and high school is nothing uh, like it was 10 years ago. Uh, I could not imagine uh, what these teenagers uh, and what these college age students go through uh, day in and day out uh, but I want you to know this young people uh, that there are giants uh, but there is still an anointing. Uh, David yes was on the worship team. Uh, yes David was a shepherd. Uh, he served. He took care of the flock. Uh, but I want you to know that the anointing on your life uh, is not merely uh, just to worship. Uh, it's not merely just to serve. Those things are great. Uh, those things are not to be neglected. Uh, but I believe that in this year uh, God is going to begin to present these young adults and these teenagers uh, with opportunities to step out uh, with boldness and authority into new levels of ministry that they've never known. You see what David did. David comes and he hears Goliath spouting off at the mouth and he says, listen, I have to do something about this. I have to do something about this. And we read in our text, this brings us all the way to our text tonight. We read in verse 32 that David said, let no, man, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go. So when I ask you, young adults and teenagers tonight, will you give your go? Will you say, God, I will go. God appeared to Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 and he says, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah says, Here am I, Lord, send me. Will you go? God wanted me to tell you tonight that the battle lines are drawn in the Spirit. That there's great, there's great blessing, there's great reward going to come in this year, but, but, but it's going to be won on the battlefield. The battlefield of prayer, the battlefield of surrender where you say, God, I will give you my go. Wherever you lead, I will go. Whatever ministry you have for me, God, I'm willing to go and to step into that. Will you, young people and teenagers tonight, will you give your go? But let me speak to the elders. I want you to understand 
something about this story. I just spoke to you earlier about how David became Saul's armor bearer in 1 Samuel 16. It's a high honor. But I've always wondered, Pastor, why when the Philistines began to invade that the king's armor bearer was sent home. The Bible tells us in this same chapter in verse 15 that David returned to his father's house. You say, what does that have to do with with us as elders tonight? Maybe they thought that he was too young or too inexperienced to be a part of the battle. Maybe they thought that he just wasn't ready. Or maybe they just wanted to keep him safe and they were afraid for his life because the fact he was so young that they just felt that they needed to send him home. But I want you to listen to me tonight. God began to speak to me to speak to parents and grandparents in this house. And he began to tell me the ones that you're hiding and sheltering. Listen, I believe in raising our children in a godly home. I believe that that we should be involved with our children's life, what they watch, what they listen to. And you say, well, I have a young adult in this room. Listen, they may be a young adult, but if they're living in your house, uh, you still need to be involved uh, with what they're watching, with what they're listening to. Because you're in, you're, you, listen, they're, 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 they're yours to raise. God gave them to you to raise in a godly way and and, and God said that there's many people uh, in the church there's many people in the church of America that want to shelter these kids and they they, they say well God I'm sheltering them from the world Uh, and God says do you realize that you're sheltering the very one that's going to bring about freedom Do you realize that you're keeping that one at home that that could usher in freedom for your family, victory for your nation, victory for your county? Do you realize that you sent them home? Or you said, oh, they're not ready yet. They're too young. I want you to know it's going to start in the children and the teens and in the young adults. And I will tell you, as Paul told Timothy, let no man despise you for your youth. Let no man look down on you. So I want to ask you parents, listen, David came to Saul And he said, Saul, I'll go. But Saul says at first in verse 33, he says, no, you're not able to. Do you realize what what he was saying? He's saying that you're not equipped, that you're not qualified, that you're not good enough. And I want you to know as parents and as a parent here, I would rather my children be across the globe serving Jesus than living next door and living a life that is going to take them to a place called heaven. I want you to listen to me tonight. Parents, if your children give God their go, will you give children your go? Because you, you, I want you to understand, 
I want you to understand this with me tonight. Uh, when, when, you, when, when, when you say, uh, listen, you're, you're not able to go up. You're not able to do what God is calling you to do. That's just too hard. How about you just go to college? Uh, you get a career uh, and, and just do something safe and, and don't take any risk. And, and listen, there's nothing wrong with going to college uh, and having a career. I, I'm not preaching against any of that. Uh, but what I am preaching against uh, is what if God has a call uh, on that young person's life uh, and they're saying, Mom and Dad, I, I feel this in my heart. I, I feel it burning on the inside of me. You're saying, no, no, that's too risky. What you're saying is, is that they're not able and God that has called them is not able. I know this isn't popular and I know you're not going to shout me down, but I want you to hear me tonight. You can say, God, you can't call my babies that far away. That's too far. I can't do that. I can't handle that. I would rather them just live close to me. Listen, I will tell you this. With every ounce of power that's within me, with anything I can give you. Listen, I love these young people. I love these young adults. And I thank God that they're here. But if God has a place for them to be where they're reaching people uh, and they're pulling them out of a path and out of a life uh, that will send them to hell. Uh, and that's God's will for them. Uh, this preacher, uh, this pastor is going to give them his go. You go. You say, well, 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 pastor, I believe that. I, I, I believe that. I want, I want God's will for my children. But God, God began to speak to me about that. And he said, there's going to be people that are going to shake their heads. Yes. He says, but they don't know what I have called their children to yet. They're shaking their head, yes, oh yes, I agree with you, Pastor, and I believe you do. He said, but you, you have to understand uh, that, what, that I'm going to call your children to some things uh, that are going to seem radical to you. They're going to be uncomfortable for you. Saul was not comfortable putting David on the battlefield. He said, you are not able to go because you're young. David comes to him. He says, man, listen. So I, God has used me already. And I don't know why God would use me now or use me then and not use me now. Let me just show this to you. Understand that David would have never fought Goliath if Saul did not say go. Ryan, it would have been a completely different story. Because he had to go to the king and ask for permission to fight. To participate in the battle. And parents, I want you to hear me tonight. These young adults and these teenagers and these children, I believe, are going to come to you in the next year and in the next few years, and they're going to begin to divulge to you what God has been giving and pouring into their lives, and you're going to have to give them your go, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, if you know it's the will of God for their life. God began to speak to me something very specific, specific and he said, listen, you need to tell parents in the house and you need to tell parents that are going to be watching, are you willing for your plans for your children's life to be disrupted?
Listen, I, I don't want Ava to grow up and move across the country. That's not, that's not what Jade would want. But Brother Chris, if that's what God wants... I'm not preaching anything new to you tonight, but I want you to realize that you are parents and parents for a reason. And whether you realize it or not, your children confide and trust you. I want you to understand something tonight, and I want you to hear me, young people and elders alike. I would not have married my wife if my father did not give me the go. And I would have not married my wife if her parents did not give me the go. And I want you to realize that there are, there are young adults and teenagers across this nation being held back from the ministry that God has for them because their parents will not let go when they need to be giving their go. I know it's not easy. They'll come to the music tonight. Verse 37 of our text. Saul said unto David, Go. And the Lord be with thee. But here's another part of the story. We know that David fights and he wins. But here's where it's got to sink in for us as parents and adults. And the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel 18 and verse 2 that David never returned to his father's house. He never went home. You say, oh, that's so sad. so sad no because David won freedom for his nation and even when hard times would come his father would eventually come to him and be with him What I'm asking you as parents tonight, I, I know the children are next door, and I, I know that God's doing a new thing over there. And young adults, I want you to understand something. I know you're called. I've spoken to these young people. I've done life with these young people. What I've done for f almost five years now, what me and Sierra have done is just say, go, 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 go. God has more for you. Go, go, go. 
And the reason I believe that God is, is just wanting me to put this in the forefront for parents and, and, and adults tonight. Why I believe that God is wanting to do this is because God is wanting to you to, to realize that he's calling this generation. Because that giant was not Saul's giant. That was David's. I've heard people preach, well, that was the the giant that Saul should have dealt with. And God began to really deal with me on that, Brother Chris. And he said, no, that giant was part of David's destiny. Why? Why? It was a battle. It was hard. I don't want my baby to go through hard times. I don't want my baby to go through battles. And he said, but that battle propelled him into the will of God. He didn't know he was anointed to be a king, but that battle right there set him on the trajectory, on the path to become a king. And this nation is going to face new things, and this generation is facing a lot of things that we never had to deal with. The Israelites had been fighting the Philistines for years, but this is the first mention of Goliath. It was a new enemy. It was a new day. It was a new generation. And the elder generation, Saul, had to look at David and say, Go. And this this, this is... For ministers watching, if you have young men and women in your church, give them the go. Because Saul took it as an overthrow. Eventually, he got jealous of David. But it was not an overthrow. David never desired that. But it was that giant. It was David's giant for that time and that season. And God was advancing him. It was about victory. And we're going to be faced with new things. And I believe this new and upcoming generation is going to be equipped and anointed, Brother Ryan, to deal with them. And I want you to know that Saul was still a king. The soldiers were still soldiers. They still partook in the battle. But I just want you to know that in times soon to come, Your young adult, your teenager, your child's going to begin to look at you and say, something's happening in my life. And you're going to have to look at them, and I pray that you'll say, go. Oh, no, not, not that you're not able. You know, I, I just really think you should do this first. No. Go. I tell you, I, have, I, I had family that, that didn't want me to move to Connersville, but God said, go. I had family that didn't want me to move to Hillsborough, Ohio when I moved to Hillsborough, but God said, go. And I want you to be able to say, go. Young people say, go to the call. Say yes to the call. And pursue it. Don't say yes and hope that it just comes to you. The Bible teaches us 
to draw near unto him and then he will draw near unto you. But give your go. Stand with me across the house. beat anybody up or anything like that tonight. I I just want you to understand that I have high expectations for this year and God is requiring more of my life. And He's doing new things in me and my wife. But I just want you to know this up front that parents... When you're, when you're young adult and your, your teenager comes to me and they say, God's calling me to do something, you better believe that I'm going to give them a go. I'll give them a go. Now, young adults, I want you to hear me. Teenagers, I want you to hear me. That doesn't mean that every opportunity is the right opportunity. David was in the right place at the right time. He wasn't there at the beginning of the battle, but he was there to end the battle. But if your young people come to me and say, you know what? I think it was last year we had five young people come to me and Pastor Ronnie and say, we're called to missions. You know what we said? Go. Pray. Seek the Lord. Find what he's doing. Let us know. Keep us involved. We will, we, we will make ways. But parents, I'm asking you as a pastor of this house, I'm just being a, a, a pastor. Will you give your go? My mother told me from the time I was a young man. She was never supposed to have children. She wasn't even supposed to be alive. I was telling some folks before church that my mom was 19 years old, 80 pounds, ate up with Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer and given five days to live. And God miraculously healed her. They told her she would never have children. She had two 10-pound babies. She's a champ. But I remember, Sister Terry, from the day I, I just, my first memories were in the church house and my mother and my father pouring into us, you're going to be called to ministry. We don't know what area. And then eventually it would evolve. In, and she knew exactly. She said, you're going to pastor. You're going to be a, a minister. You're going to minister to young people. You're going to be, yeah, I mean, she would just tell me. And I was just not interested. I knew I was called at 13 years old, had ministered at times, but I just got to the place I was not interested. I had seen church. I had seen church hurt. I had I'd seen people treat my parents badly and, and all these things, them being pastors. And, and I was like, man, I don't want no part of that. But I remember in my later teen years, my, my mother would say to me, 
in our morning devotions, when she would pray, she would say, God, whatever it takes for my sons to minister your gospel, I will do it. And I know I talk about her a lot, and I I know it may get old, but I, I really want you to realize this. That I was not where I needed to be with God when she passed. I'm being I'm being transparent. Marcella, I was not, I was very lukewarm. I came to church because she wanted me to. And I've told this story a hundred times, but it's my testimony. I can remember six to eight months after she died just sitting in my room and crying out to God. Saying, God, I need to know that you're with me. I need to know that you're here and that you're real. Because I couldn't, I just could not shake the memories of my mother's prayers. I could not get the thought of on my mind that, that at her viewing, 4,000 people came and just just the testimonies that people would give. And it, it, it just would roll over in my mind. And I, I just, God, I need to know. I need to know you like she knew you. And I could take you to the very place. 532 West State Route 122, Lebanon, Ohio. Four five zero three six. In an upstairs bedroom. When he came into the room, and I began to surrender my life, Brother Jaden, I began to give him everything. The music I was listening to, the movies I was watching, I just began to gut my life from bad friendships and bad relationships. And, and I was like, God, I'm, I'm going all into this thing. And it wasn't until I became a youth pastor in Hillsboro, Ohio, and I told Sierra this. Not long after we were married, that prayer came back to my memory where she would say, whatever it takes. I began to ask myself, did my mother die for me? I don't know that. But here's what I know. Is after her death, I had an encounter. And I had to face giants that I was unwilling to face in my life. But it was the right time and it was the right place And I said, I'll go. I'll go. And seven years later, walking and preaching and teaching, because my mother, before she died, gave me her go. Young people, Don't let it take something dramatic happening in your life to give God your go. And parents, 
Don't be reluctant to give yours. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jade here. I want to thank you for watching today. I pray that this message spoke directly to you and challenged and transformed your life by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want to invite you to connect with us on social media and stay up to date with what's happening here at PTC. And I pray that you have a great week and a great year in the Lord. We love you.